IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to IBEC Response. In this episode, we hear from Conor Minogue, IBEC Senior Executive for Infrastructure, Energy and Climate Policy, about IBEC's new Climate Action Toolkit and how it can help businesses develop a best practice climate action strategy. Connor is joined by Nicholas Reynolds, Sustainability Manager with O'Brien Fine Foods, and Quiva Donnelly, Chief Sustainability Officer with CIE, who both share their experience developing climate action strategies and setting emission reduction targets. Hello and welcome. My name is Connor Minogue. I am the IBEC Policy Lead on Energy and Climate Policy. Um, I'm joined here today by Kiva Donnelly, Chief Sustainability Officer with CIE, Ireland's largest public transport provider, and by Nicholas Reynolds, uh, Sustainability Manager with O'Brien Fine Foods, perhaps best known to the Irish consumer as Brady's Family Ham and um, uh, Green Farms. So so you're both very welcome. Thank you. Today's uh, discussion is climate action. Uh, more specifically, it's on why there is a growing imperative on businesses to be more proactive on climate and onus to do more in terms of emissions reduction and also then how. So how do you go about this? Because there are right ways of doing this and there are wrong ways. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. The context for today's discussion is that IBEC and Accenture have just launched a new climate action toolkit. This is a new resource which is to help business navigate this increasingly complex space and develop a best practice climate action strategy. So this is a resource largely aimed at SMEs but should be useful to, to all companies. So first we might go to the why. So Business obviously have is a major contributor to climate uh, change. Uh, in Ireland, it represents about 18% of greenhouse gas emissions directly. That number increases significantly when you add in supply chain emissions upstream, downstream. Um, and so there's a clear responsibility for business to play its part. We have climate targets at a national level, carbon budgets, and at an EU level as well, we also have commitments. So business has to play a part. But this is more than just compliance. We are seeing increased demands from investors, from consumers, from employees, from prospective employees. So the situation has changed. So I might begin by asking you, Nick, what is the main drivers within your organization? First and foremost, thanks, thanks for having me today. Um, great to be here, share some insights. Drivers from our organization, I think you look, you've got to look at it. We're a prepared food company, predominantly meat-based. So one of the biggest challenges we're facing today is why we're here today is climate action um, and global warming. And for us, we're in the agri-sector, we're a big contributor to that. It impacts our business, it impacts our supply chain. Um, first and foremost, we need to know what we're responsible for and we need to be seen playing our part in that. You mentioned it beforehand, a big area for us is around stakeholders and specifically customers and consumers. They are putting the pressure on that on us. They are demanding us to to do more in this space, and that goes back to to setting really robust targets, but at the same time showing how we're going about achieving those targets on an ongoing basis. So that transparency piece is is is, is going to be key. And then I think the last driver, and it comes when you actually like start the journey, is just seeing that it makes business sense. Like business as usual is just not going to cut it anymore. 
we need to have more focus on efficiencies. How do we become more efficient? How do we put that carbon lens in more of our decisions that we're making and actually drive waste, whether that's an energy waste, whether that's water or our resources, but as well as time. There's mm-hmm. so much waste in companies. How are we driving that out of our businesses? And I think those are the three of the bigger drivers for mm-hmm. us as a company in, in this space. So, so you're increasingly seeing a link between climate action and competitiveness. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And Kiva, so what are the drivers within your business? So the drivers within our business, I mean, we see real opportunity here um, for our group um, to deliver a solution and be part of the solution for Ireland's um, climate uh, response. Uh, When we set out to become a sustainable business, we could see that within this changing market and and changing environment, that actually there was a role for the public transport operator to become a low carbon, um, high quality transport provider that was offering a solution to to part of this problem. So in terms of a response and the drivers to responding to this change, we really see that there are both risks and opportunities in this structural market change that is driven by climate. And so CIE as a public sector body, do you find you have additional obligations? So we set out to become a sustainable business in about 2020 and and made it publicly clear that we wanted to be part of the solution. And at at that point, there was a lot of policy changes being developed, uh, both at a European level and nationally. And within that, that short space of time, the Climate Action Plan was updated and outlined the role for public transport in in terms of delivering large-scale modal shift and also decarbonizing at the same time. So we both have to deliver in terms of that transition to a low-carbon network, but also to really address that sectoral carbon budget and taking the burden for society in terms of reducing our national emissions by reducing transport emissions. So we feel that and and with the NTA that there's that onus on us to deliver a large scale modal shift across across the national network. Great. So there's a, a twin strategy of growth and decarbonisation. A big challenge for us is actually decoupling our carbon emissions along with increasing services across mm-hmm. the network. And Nick, the same, I suppose, for you then in terms of your organisation, which obviously has big growth ambitions, um, but then also quite ambitious climate reduction targets. Yeah, like <laughs> we were just chatting offline and like we've just set our SBTI, so our science-based targets, um, and our scope three target would be by far our significant area that we really need to focus on. And that's again due to the nature of our product being meat-based. Um, so that purchase goods and service one is is, is quite tricky. Um, but w- what I can say is, it has to be come from the very top for us to be able to one set the, those targets. We're very fortunate that we work in a company where the MD, John O'Brien, and the senior leadership team are 100% bought into this because effectively all the decisions that are going to allow us on our scope three roadmap or decarbonization roadmap to get there is going to have to align with the strategy of the business and how we want to go forward. So that's our biggest challenge at the moment, putting that together. And at the same time, how are we then embedding this climate strategy, our sustainability strategy, into our actual business strategy? 
And I can't stress enough the need to have that support from the very top. If you do not have that, and I've seen that in so many companies in my past life and in consultancies, it is a huge stumbling block if you don't have that support from the very top. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it, it is about the leadership and, it, and and that needs to be driven from the top. And in, in the case of CIE, we, we have that with our CEO and um, our, our board are fully supportive of aligning to be a sustainable business and, and a low carbon business. But I do think it's really important to emphasise that within this period of change um, that there are opportunities and uh, that, you know, Companies need to see that opportunity and pivot and become a an early adopter and win markets by offering products and, and services that fit with where the economic and climate imperatives actually are. And those who choose to delay will ultimately face um, will uh, um, costs and uh, lose market share and 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 will face increasing regulation. So it's important just to say that there are, you know, it's win win in terms of, you know, seizing that opportunity and uh, and embracing it and changing your strategy to align with a different uh, way of doing business. I couldn't agree more. Like, it is, it's a huge area of opportunity, um, but it does go down to how are we actually communicating this? And that goes down to the data that you have. And that's another significant challenge that, that we've seen is that when you're looking at your carbon footprint and you're talking about scope three, it really does touch every department. Um, and often the data is there, but it's not in the form that you need it in. So you're working with various people across the business that need to buy into this too, to, to change the way that they get that data. And then the biggest one is actually having the resource or, or that, let's say the expertise in-house to be able to actually make sense of that data, analyze that data, do the calculation, put together that roadmap. And I think a lot of companies struggle in that aspect is actually having that expertise in-house and then actually relying on third parties, which there aren't that many of in, in Ireland. And, and that seems to be the major challenges that in-house expertise is in short supply and even the external expertise is in short supply. So everyone's scrambling for the same experts in this field. We have conducted research in IBEC that shows that there is significant interest in climate action and there is a real sincere appetite to do more. But the challenge is businesses simply don't know where to start. And as I said, that expertise is, is in short supply. A lot of the problems really stem from an oversupply of information. And some of that is misinformation. There is also an abundance of voluntary reporting frameworks, pledges, initiatives, then there's layers of legislation, policies at an EU level, at, a, at an Irish level. And so that makes a very complex environment. So the toolkit that, that we've developed with Accenture is to really act as a resource to help businesses navigate that complexity and develop best practice climate action strategy. The toolkit is directly linked to the greenhouse gas protocol, which is really the gold standard in terms of emissions measurement, emissions target, reduction target setting processes. The toolkit largely breaks a lot of that information down into five steps. So that is the calculation of your emissions across your organization, the mobilizing of activity across your organization. So that's getting the buy-in at leadership level, but embedding it across strategies, across the, the workforce. The commitment, so the, the actual setting of the target. So how do you actually set a target? What are the timelines? 
what is the baseline year, et cetera, that, that kind of detail. The next step is the implementation. So how do you actually, once you've set your target, how do you develop a roadmap to try and achieve that ambition? And what is what are kind of the supports on offer to help you implement that roadmap? And finally, it's the measurement of your progress and the communication of that progress to your key stakeholders. It also has sectoral insights. So we look at four sectors of the economy, agri-food, technology, commercial and financial services, and the public sector. So we really try and give you the cross-sectoral information that you need, but also some of that sectoral insights as well. I I don't know, Nick, I know you've had a chance to look at the toolkit. What, What would be your initial observations. I think it's fantastic and I think it's much needed. I think you hit the the nail on the head at the beginning just saying that there's so much out there and a lot of it's very complex and just adds to the, I don't know, the scariness of it, not wanting to begin the process. Um, So I think after going through it, it it even answered a lot of my questions, to be honest. So I don't think it's just for the guy that's just starting out and wanting to understand what they need to do with regards to climate action and measuring it. But it can most probably support all of us in one way or another. And I think it pushes us onto the next thing is we have to get started. Everyone needs to get started. No matter how small it is, it might not be perfect the first time around. And I'm going to use the word, it's a journey. <laughs> it is a journey. And it's something that we need to just continuously improve on. We know that, I don't know, climate carbon calculating has been around for a very, very short amount of time. And it is going to improve as as we we better understand how we need to get our emission factors, how we need to get better data from our suppliers. Um, But we have to begin the process and we can't wait for it to get to that stage before we get in the process. And I think that's an important part of the toolkit that we've developed is it is a cyclical five-step process. So you might not have all the data you need to do the first round of it, but as you have this toolkit and as you have this process in place, you can perfect it over time exactly. and get that additional information and maybe increase your ambition uh, over time as well. Maybe like a final question. Um, you both have started this process. You're in the middle of your, your journey. Let's, let's use that word. What advice would you have for businesses that are at the beginning of this? What would you have liked to have known as you set out initially? I might ask Nick first. Cool. Um Well, one, start. Don't be afraid to start, even if it's just your direct emissions. A lot of that information's at hand. Like, it might not be perfect, but that's something to build on. And then two is maybe for somebody who's that little bit further along the journey, is don't be scared to set targets. Set those targets. You might not know how you're going to achieve them right now, but that's going to put you, your company, in that position where you need to be more innovative, where you need to collaborate more. And that's the way we're going to find the solutions to actually support us all reaching the targets. In the end, Scope 3 is the biggest thing that majority of our companies need to to tackle. And that's working together and, and that collaboration piece. So we need everyone on the journey with us. Great. And same question for Kiva. So in terms of learnings, I think patience would be something that I would advise. Nick is right in that, you know, you have to t- set targets. It's complex and it, it is, as you've mentioned with the, the toolkit, a, a circular process. So when we set out in uh, at our first attempt to set our targets and uh, to outline what our strategy was in 
2019-2020. Since then, we've refined both our targets and learned from, from practical implementation. So it takes time to actually implement a sustainability strategy and particularly set targets and achieve targets. And it's not, it's, it's different to financially, financial targets and, uh, and reporting in that whether they be, quarterly, you know, uh, half yearly, annually, uh, you can see changes with with sustainability, putting in place structural changes within an operation to actually deliver carbon reduction takes time and um, and investment and you just have to be patient. I'd also say that don't underestimate the importance of uh, communications and working with with those within your organization and outside of your organization. These are big, big problems uh, or issues that can only really solved by uh, collaborating and communicating. And we don't all have all of the solutions. And so it's really, really critical to to work with those who've done it before or who may provide both technical or, or strategic opportunities or, um, by collaborating with them and bringing your employees, staff and people along with you. Because, again, you can't do everything. And to the point about resources, you need to empower and and bring up the skill base to make everybody that sustainability leader within your group. Thank you, Kiva. Thank you, Nick, for joining us today. And thank you to all who, who are listening. Uh, if you would like more information on our Climate Action Toolkit, the episode webpage is where you'll find it. And do get in contact if you have further questions about climate action generally. So thank you, Ot, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank Cheers, you. Thanks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of IBEC Responds. To explore our full podcast offering, visit ibec.ie slash podcasts and make sure to follow IBEC Podcasts to stay up to date with new episodes. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.